Welcome to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast, where we are advancing God's kingdom one life at a time. We pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will encourage, equip, and empower you to also advance the kingdom of God. Here's this week's message. Are you enjoying part one of addition by subtraction? Addition by subtraction. So for those who weren't here, if you wasn't here last week, hey man, I'm just going to share this uh, just, um, just briefly. Amen. Addition by subtraction, what, what happened, I, I, I began to look up some, um, some uh, mathematics equations in the Bible. I'm not in the Bible, in, uh, on Google or whatever. And I found out that uh, two positives, a positive positive equals a positive. I found out that a, a negative and a negative equals a positive. And then I found out that uh, addition, a positive and a subtraction or a negative equals a negative. And I was kind of thrown off by that. But that's the world. And that's mathematics. When the kingdom, say in the kingdom. In the kingdom, addition is by subtraction. It doesn't equal a negative in the kingdom. It equals a positive in the kingdom, glory to God. It's just like God to do things different than the world. I mean, just this, this hard off and just going slam against what it really means. You're like, what? Yeah, God said, no, we, we don't flow like that. In the kingdom, one plus one is three. Now, <laughs> yeah, because God is a God of multiplication. Amen? Look, do you remember the three things we talked about or three ways to add to your life by subtracting last week? Do you remember that? What was the number one? Change your thinking. Change the way you think. That's number one. Number two was what? Become teachable like a child. Ooh, Jesus. And number three was what? Humble yourself. Humble yourself continually. Some of y'all didn't have enough. Some of y'all don't have that in y'all spirit. Some of y'all hadn't heard the message since last week. I'm trying to tell you, you understand? This is how you're going to grow. You can't just, it's not a one-shot deal. It's not just hearing this message and thinking you got it. You don't have it. That's why we have Wednesday night Bible study, you understand? And we show the same message, of course, because we don't have our own building right now. But we show the same message because we know faith comes by hearing and 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 hearing hearing by the word of God. And so the more we hear the word, because faith doesn't only come by hearing the word of God, but it does come by hearing the word of God. But if I'm hearing other things throughout my week and I'm not hearing the word of God, then what am I going to act on if I don't put the word in? Because faith is still being built up, but faith in what? Or faith for what? But if I focus on the word of God, if I'm listening to teach, we have it on podcasts, we're on YouTube. All free to you. You Go back and check out all these messages. This is how you build your faith up. This is how your spiritual muscles get strong. Your flesh may be weak, but your spirit is strong. You got to build that bad boy up so it can be strong so that it overcomes your flesh or your outside situations. Amen? So my objective in this series is to teach and share the significance significance and the value of being humble and walking in humility as a believer. Thank you to everybody that's visiting with us for the first time in person, amen, as well as online. We thank God for you, amen. We appreciate you tuning in to Kingdom Life Church. But again, my objective in this series is to teach and share the significance and the value of being humble and walking in humility as a believer. God wants to add to your life by subtracting. God wants to add to your life by subtracting, meaning God wants to remove some things out of your life which is going to add 
to your life. Not, pe- not necessarily people, places, and things, but it could be at the same time. But God wants to add to your life, but then some things need to be subtracted from your life. You know, the, Bible, the scripture says that he pours new wine into new wine skins. He doesn't pour new wine into old wine skins. Why is that? Because it will break. You know, your old life can't handle your new life. Ooh, Jesus. If you would get out of the way, if you would let your old life just perish, amen, then your new life, your brand new life will stand up here all sharp, amen, looking like it's never went through anything, praise God. That's how God will make you. He'll make you brand new, clean you up, polish you off, dust you off. He will make you his mantelpiece. The Bible calls us his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 3 and 10, uh, unto good works. You've been created for good works. You are his works in progress. God is working on all of us to present us a certain way. Amen? But he wants to pour new wine into new wine skins. Praise God. In a society that we live in, you know, knowledge has increased tremendously, tremendously, over the years, and, and God even told Daniel in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 4, I believe we will look at that today, many will roam to and fro, and knowledge will increase. Knowledge will increase. We share with you all the things that have increased over the years as far as from the 19th century, 20th century, 21st century, amen, but still things doesn't seem to be getting better. With all the technology, with all the information, all the great things that are happening in our time, in the days that we're living in. You know, my wife, I know we remember, some of us remember the black and white television. Some of us remember the limited channel. Some of us remember when 35 became a channel, W-R-R-L-H. We remember when the TV went off at 11 o'clock and it was blank and that was it. You understand? We re- I remember when Star Trek first came on. I'm like, oh, woo-wee. I remember the antenna on the back of the TV. <laughs> I remember the grip pliers, you know what I'm saying, the pliers. <laughs> I, rem- I remember the 8-track cassette, the cassette. I remember the 8-track. I remember the cassettes, the C. You know what I'm saying? These are things that, that, you know, we have progressed over the years materially. And even as a society, but when we look at our society as a whole, it's interesting that morally we haven't really increased or succeeded. Morally, we have plummeted. Morally, we have just went down as a society. As smart as we are, we don't look smart. Move on, Pastor. Let's look at John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Woo-wee! <laughs> John chapter 3, verse 30, 31 says, this is the Living Bible. It says, he must become greater and greater. He who? Jesus. This was John the Baptist. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. He has come from heaven and, and greater, and is greater than anyone else. I am of the earth and my understanding, another word for understanding is my knowledge. My understanding or my, my knowledge is limited to the things of the earth. 
because I am from the earth. My knowledge is limited unless I get connected to the one who can expand or increase my knowledge. Amen? So, so the knowledge of God is, is more useful than any human knowledge. Will you agree with that? Yeah, so we must gather our wisdom from above. The Bible says that if any man lacks wisdom, let him what? Ask of God who gives to all liberally and a braid of not. You understand? So if I ever had a wisdom problem, I would just go to God. Lord, I need wisdom in this situation. How in the world, amen, as a believer, are we making crazy decisions, amen, when we have a God who will give us wisdom if we ask for it? Okay, let me bring it home to you. It's like ignoring your parent or someone in your home or a credible source that's in your life who's giving you good instructions, but yet you ignore it. Or, or you go and do your own thing and then it doesn't work out the way you want it to work out. When wisdom is right there in the room and you have access to it. We must gather our wisdom from God alone. Proverbs 2 and 6 says, for the Lord gives wisdom, out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Out of God's mouth comes wisdom and instruction, knowledge and understanding. So let's look at 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we'll be reading in verse uh, 17. Start reading verse 17. You know, if, if, I, if I go back and start around verse 12, um, which... I don't think I will, but, um, you know, Paul starts this off saying, Christ did not send me to baptize. But early on, just to bring context, you know, people were being baptized by different leaders in that time. You know, one would say, I am of Cephas, I am of Apollos, I am of Paul. You know, and Paul got to a place where he said, uh, well, listen, Paul's like, look, I'm glad I haven't baptized none of y'all. You understand? Because they was trying to identify with Paul, and Paul is trying to connect them to Christ. We're having a baptism, even though we have a baptism, praise God, amen, here at Kingdom Life Church. But you're being baptized into Christ. You're being baptized into him. You're identifying with Christ. You're not being baptized into the flock of the Johnsons. <laughs> no. And so that's what, that's, what, that's what Paul was talking about. People were boasting about their connection based on who baptized them. We're going to get to a place where Pastor AJ is going to be teaching, amen, and one of the elders is going to be baptizing. You can't be tripping because Pastor AJ didn't baptize you. Pastor AJ, I got baptized by Brother Joe. I got baptized by Elder Garnell. I got baptized by Carl. Okay. Did you get baptized? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were boasted. This was the problem in Paul's day. You know what I'm saying? And so what's more important is you are baptized instead of, you know, being moved by who did the baptism. Amen. You're baptized into Christ, not into kingdom life. Amen. Yeah. So look, look this is what Paul said, though. He sent me to tell the good news. He sent me, he sent me to tell the good news and to tell it without using the language of human wisdom. In order to make sure that Christ's death on the cross is not robbed of his power. You know, in other words, he said, I'm not going to water down the gospel 
where it has no effect. I'm going to teach this word flat-footed. I'm going to give you the truth because there's power and deliverance, healing and breakthrough in the truth of God's word. And if we water it down, you won't get what you need. Paul said, I'm not worrying about human wisdom. I'm not trying to placate to those that are staring at me, amen, or looking a certain way, praise God, or, or, or speaking a language of human wisdom, just flowing with everybody else. No, he said, I, I need to make sure that, that I speak in a way so that Christ's death on the cross is not robbed of its power. For the message of, about Christ's death on the cross is nonsense, to those who are being lost. Traditional King James says to those who are perishing. Those that are perishing, they're saying that, that to be saved or born again, or you sit in these seats and we come to church on Sunday, is foolishness, is nonsense what you're doing. Spending your time up in that church, giving all your money to that church. Amen. Wasting your time on a Sunday morning. You could be cutting grass. Amen. You could be sleeping in. Amen. You could be catching up on some household chores. There's some other things you could be doing. Amen. But yet, God said, I use the foolishness of preaching to save men's soul. You know why? Because those that are not teachable like a child, this goes over their head. Prideful and arrogant. They can't receive from God. Ooh, Jesus. For the message of the Christ's cross Oh, the, <laughs> the message about Christ's death on the cross is nonsense to those who are being lost, but for us who are being saved, it is God's power. All I know is I once was blind, and now I see. All I know is, amen, come on now, the light has come on. I don't know what you're talking about, but I knew when I got delivered. I knew when I got set free. I knew that I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. God has turned the lights on in my life. I know the power of God. It works. It's real. Glory to God. Woo! I was blind, but now I see. I once was lost. But now I'm found. Glory to God. You know, Cash and Crowns, they got a song. They say, you know, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. Listen, so far away, but I'm home now. Come on, y'all. I once was lost, but now I'm found. And now my life song sings, my life song sings. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was blind, but now I see. I don't know how, but when he touched me, I once was blind, but now I see. And now my life song sings. I'm going to do the rest of the part. I have to use the praise team to go that high. But I'm tired. I might play it at the end during our altar call portion. I think I am. Praise God. Y'all, y'all going to find that for me. Praise God. Listen, come on. Verse 19 says, the scripture says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and set aside the understanding of the scholars. God said, I'm not looking at your intellect. I'm looking for your humility. Can you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God? Amen. I already know everything about you. Humble yourself. 
Why are you hiding from a God that already knows everything about you? Why are you lying to a God that already knows everything about you? Why are you trying to scheme and trick the God who already knows everything about you? And he loves you so much and he still says, come. In your mess, come. Bring your jacked up life to me and I'll fix it. When everybody else has turned away on you, when your mom and your daddy turned away on you, when friends have left you, when family members have left you, God said, come to me. I'll take care of you. So I'll give you rest for your soul, man. Verse 20 says, so then where does that leave the wise or the scholars or the skillful debaters of this world, a skillful debater is a lawyer. Where does that leave all these smart people who use their intellect to, to debate and, and strategize? Where, where does this leave these wise people? God has shown that this world's wisdom is foolishness. This world's wisdom is foolishness to God. It's foolishness. True wisdom is knowing the ways and the will of God. True wisdom is knowing the ways and the will of God. I'm sure there were smart people in Noah's day, but only eight people got on that ark. I'm sure there were intelligent people in Noah's day, but only eight, only eight got saved. I'm sure there were intelligent people during that time. I'm sure there were, there were educated people during that time. I'm sure there were scholars and, and all types of um, uh, people who were smart according to human wisdom during that time. But they weren't smart enough to get on that big boat. I want to encourage you today, don't be left behind like the other ones who thought they were smart. When he comes back again this time, when you come back again this time, make sure you're leaving with him. Make sure that you're leaving with him. Be smart as it relates to the word of God, not human wisdom, not your own wisdom. The Bible's wisdom. Let God tell you what's right and what's wrong. Oh, Jesus. Come on, let's look at verse 26. 26. I could really read that. but Y'all need to read that in your own spare time. But verse 26 says this. It says, now remember what you were, my friends. When God called you, from the human point of view, few of you were wise or powerful or of high social standing. You know, and I, you know when I was reading it, I was like, wow, why, 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 you know, why did God, why is God saying that? It goes back to being humble. It goes back to humility. He said, not many noble, noble were called. You know what I'm saying? According to human standards. Why? Because you have to humble yourself. You have to humble yourself. You have to, you have to get yourself out of the way. God rejects human wisdom because of his pride and self-glory. Because of self-glory and because of pride, God rejects human wisdom. And so God will walk past the scholarly or the intelligent, listen, or the self-righteous. Because they already got it all together. And Jesus says, I didn't come for those that is not sick. A physician is not needed if you're not sick. 
He says, I come to those who need a physician. I come to those who need a healer, a deliverer, somebody to save them, somebody to rescue them. Because he already know you can't save yourself, but he will let you try if you choose to. Oh, my God. God will let you try. He know you can't save yourself, but he will let you try because he's a God of choice. He'll let you try. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's keep going, Pastor. Okay, where are we at? Verse what, 27? God purposely chose what the world considers nonsense in order to shame the wise. I'm glad somebody said I was homeless earlier because that just flows right into my message. Amen. Let me read this again. God purposely chose what the world considers nonsense or foolishness in order to shame the wise. God said, I will call a homeless junkie off the street and put him in a pulpit because the people that are already in the church are just playing church. God said, I will go to the hedges and the highways. I call a chick off out of the, walking the block prostitute. I call her off of drugs. I call her out of sin. I call her out of all of that and bring them in the place. I call them off the street. I call them out of no covenant and bring them into covenant to wake up the people who've been asleep in the church all along, to wake up those who've been asleep who've been in church all their life, but still not delivered. All their life, but still not free. All your life, but still not saved. All your life, but still not born again. How in the world could I be in church all my life, attending all these services, and yet there's no change? God said, yeah, yeah, I'll call a homeless junkie and preach the gospel if I can't get you off your high horse to speak for me. Some of us are too prideful. Remember, the gospel is foolishness to them. Look, they're perishing while they're holding their Bible, bringing it to church. Because they don't believe it. This is foolishness. But I'll carry it right to church with me and don't believe a word of it. Because I'm checking a box. I'm fulfilling an obligation. And God is just like, what in the world are you doing? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Say, if you won't cry out, I'll make the rocks cry. I'll get a rock to crowd in your place. Listen, and he chose, he chose what the world considers weak in order to shame the powerful. You look powerful, but you ain't powerful. Ain't. He chose what the world looks down on. Always talking about my mom, but you ain't here, mom. I guess you're watching online, praise God. Johnson boys. Them Johnson boys, Carol and your boys, looking down. 
Look at your boys. I hope they get themselves together. Look at them on drugs and doing it. I mean, come on now. When somebody going to tell us about Jesus? Why ain't nobody telling us about the Jesus that you've been going to church for 30 years about? How in the world are you going to point your finger at somebody that's not doing good, but yet your life is not representative of the Christ you say you got? That's why we don't look down on nobody. Bring your problems to church. You jacked up, come to church. You ain't right, come to church. You need freedom, come to church. You need deliverance, come to church. Why stay home and just, 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 just mull over all the wrong and say, come to church. Especially this one, because you're going you to hear something, amen. The Lord is going to speak to you. The Lord is going to speak to you. It's a voice behind my voice. It's not my voice. There's a voice speaking to you behind my voice. That's the voice that God wants you to hear. He's telling you and giving you instruction and direction even while I'm talking. Mm -hmm. He chose the, 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 what the world considers weak in order to shame the powerful. He chose what the world looks down on and despises and thinks is nothing. You'll never be nothing. Look at you. You'll never be nothing in order to destroy what the world thinks is important. God said, bring her to me. I'm glad they turned their back on you. Bring him to me. Bring her to me. Bring them to me. And if they submit to me, you won't recognize them next time you see them. God will raise them up so fast. God will raise them back up so fast. Never look like nothing happened. Only do it. That's right. They better let them do it. Nine years of my life outside of the kingdom, from age 16 to 25, nine years. It didn't take long for me to realize I ain't want that life no more. Nine, that's all, Pastor? Yeah, that's all. How much time you spend in jail? About seven or eight months. That's all? Yeah, how much more I need to spend in there? When you think I should wake up? Should it be 10 years, 15, 20, 30, 40? It took months for me to realize I ain't want none of this. Shoot, my baby was out there. I was like, oh, I'm trying to figure out what she's doing. I got to get back out in them streets. <laughs> she was my baby mama back then. Amen. Come on now. I ain't leave her behind. I brought her on in the kingdom with me. You ain't got to clap. Amen. That's my good thing. Shoot. She benefited me more than you, I promise you. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Verse 29. No, 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 no. No, God, God said, bring them to me. I repair you and then I will represent you. Represent you. Represent you. I would do it. Verse 29 said, this means that no one can boast in God's presence. God does this so nobody can boast about their changes or their transformation because it comes from him. And it's available for anybody that wants it. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 8 and 1, I don't know if I gave y'all this, but it tells us that knowledge puffs up. Knowledge puffs up. Then it said love edifies. But knowledge is what I want to focus on. Knowledge puffs up. 
Knowledge, having a lot of knowledge will cause you to have a bigger head than you have now. You know, you ever heard somebody say, you put a, you know, you got so much air in your head, we need to stick a pin in it or something? Some of us just need to let the air out our own head. <laughs> just let it seep out a little bit. Nobody got to know, this is a little small pinch. While you're at church, just let it ease out. Head getting smaller already. Amen. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Knowledge puffs up. Knowledge can cause a type of pride in your life. It says, I know what's best for me. Knowledge says, I know what's best for me. I'm in control of my life. But yet, you say that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Or is he, let me X out Lord, is he just your Savior? Because he'll save you and take you to heaven, but don't tell me what to do. Lord means master. Lord means I'm telling you what to do. I'm telling you how to live your life. I'm telling you when to forgive, when to love. You understand? I'm telling you how to treat people in your life. I get to tell you I'm running your life. He's the Lord. He tell you, you know, who, how you should be respectful and love your enemies and, and pray for them who despise you and forgive and all that kind. This is, this is what the scripture says. But if he's just savior, you just live your own life, do everything you want to do. And Lord, just save me. The sad commentary is that many are going to come before him in that day and he's going to say, I never knew you. You never had a relationship with me. I never knew you. Depart from me. I done, I, I done had many court cases. What is that word when you have to get it done again? Like if I, if, if I was found guilty, but I want to. There you go. I'm trying to look at these people that's in the law, but you know what I'm saying. But anyway, appeal. <laughs> so, you know, I forgot about it because they had appeal in whole long uh, 28 years, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> long time, boy, praise God. There's no appeals in heaven. That's why we got to warn our families now. We, we got a whole mission, Frank. Friends, relatives, associates, neighbors, co-workers. Let's bring them to Jesus. Let's get them in the kingdom because there are no appeals. Once verdict is set, it's over. It's done. No, it's nothing Nobody can do. Nobody. You only have the time now while you're breathing. Whew. Don't let your life flash before you and God show you on the screens of heaven how you sat in church week in and week out and ignored the pastor and talked and played. And, and he's just going to show you right there. He said, well, I gave you all the opportunities to come to me, but you, you thought something else was important. So you at church not to get a haircut. You need a church to get your hair fixed. I'm not working on your car. I'm working on your life. You're here for, uh, for, because I, I'm working from the spirit side to help get you in order for your life. You know where you came to. Don't let, don't, don't let that be your testimony. I'm saying these things on purpose. I'm saying to him, everything is recorded. Everything is recorded. God records stuff, and he don't even have the technology we got. But where do you think it comes from? It comes from heaven. How is God recording stuff? What the world? Well, what is he using? 
He's God. Got angels right there, too. Got angels. Look, the enemy had, what they call them, monitors? You might don't know about that, but in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the spirit realm, there are monitors, and this is on the demonic side, who monitors you and just, just everything that's going on. I don't know if they have a pen or not. I ain't never seen them. But they're monitoring you, and they're, and they're writing down things that take back to their leader about you, how to trip you up, how to cause you to fall, and how to cause you to fail. Knowledge can cause a type of pride in your life. It says, I know what's best for me. I don't need a pastor. I don't need God. I don't need anyone. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Jesus. Girl. Ooh, ooh, that's a spirit. Pride is a spirit. And it's not a good one. It's not a godly one. It's a spirit, man. Proverbs 1 and 7, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. All true knowledge comes from reverence God. All true knowledge, all true wisdom comes from a relationship with God. Forget about what you know and receive the word of God. The problem is we have increased and God has decreased. We have increased, but God is increasing. God wants to flip that so that we would decrease and let him increase in us. That's what he wants for our life. Again, with all the advances in human knowledge, many of us know less Bible than our ancestors did, and we wonder why we're in the predicament that we're in today. Not everybody. But think about our ancestors. Think about the people who came before us, how much word they were in. And they didn't have the technology we have. They don't have podcasts. They don't have YouTube. They don't have social media. They didn't have all that, but they had the word of God. And they were Bible scholars. They knew the word. Think about it just to yourself how much word you really know. When you, and you have all the access in the world. Think about that. That should be, that should be a problem to you. That should be a problem to you. Hosea 4 and 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And this is part, this is part A. That's all I want to look at. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Destroyed because of what they don't know. They won't destroy it for the lack of or because they lack the knowledge of mechanics or computer technology or rocket science. They were destroyed because they lacked the knowledge of God and their need of him or their need for him. Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. Then we're going we're gonna to stop right there. It says, but you, Daniel. You know, Daniel was a prophet who, who lived or who, who survived through many, many, many ministrations. During his time, he sat before more kings than anybody. It didn't matter, it, ungodly, God, I mean, Daniel boy, that boy, he found favor in God's eyes. And he stood before many kings in his day. But you know, it all started when he just stood for the Lord. When he came out of captivity and they got into um, Babylon and, and, you know, and they put out a decree. 
I mean, a whole lot of things happened with his friends and all that, but they put out a decree trying to trip him up, trying to stop him from praying, trying to stop the mission God had for him. Put out a decree for him to stop praying to his God. So we have many other gods that are trying to surface in the earth today, but you know who God is. You know who the one and only true living God is. Don't let people pull a mass over you and start telling you about all these other gods and, well, you know, that's the one my mama raised me up in. Well, she was raising you right. If she told you about Jesus, she was raising you right. But yet they want to trip this man of God up. You know what I'm saying? But it was his custom to pray. He said, you don't pray to any other God. You pray only to the God of the king. Dude went home. Bible said he flipped, flew open the windows. Like, what? You ain't going to stop me from praying? To the, to, what? You going to stop me from praying? This is my custom. Flew open the windows, and they can. St- and he was still there praying. They can hear him praying. And they run and tell the king, look at him, just snitches. <laughs> Running and telling the king. Go and tell the king on him. Trying to get him hurt, though. See, it's a, di- it's a different type. Try- trying to get him hurt. Trying to get him in bondage. Trying to get him thrown in the lion's den. I'm saying this to say that, that, that Daniel, the Bible says that he, that he was found. Daniel had an excellent spirit in him. I think it's in Daniel 12, I believe, 32, said, them that know that God going to do great exploits. Daniel knew God. He had a relationship with God. And, then, and now here's Daniel. Daniel saying, then the scripture is saying in verse 12 and 4, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book because God spoke a lot of end time prophetic things in the book of Daniel. But then the Bible said, seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro. Listen, and knowledge shall increase. And we know that knowledge has increased tremendously. 1132? 1132 for Daniel. Thank you, honey. Yeah, knowledge has increased tremendously. Then it, look, as the end draw near, knowledge shall increase. Because of this, people believe they don't need God no more. I don't need God no more. I got my job. I got my income. I got my business. I got it going on. I don't need God. What do I need God for? Knowledge. I'm too smart to need God. Why would I need God? That's why when I shared with you last week, you got to be teachable like a child. Change the way you think. And you got to be humble continuously. Because as God starts blessing you, you start your head will start swelling up again. You got to keep the pen nearby at all times. Like, get a case for it and carry it. Have a carrying case for your, for your head sticker. <laughs> head pricker, you understand? I got a head pricker in case my head get big. <laughs> I got it handy. Shoot, we might need to market those bad boys. That's a niche market. We can make, no, let me say, okay. All right, I don't think nobody got that. <laughs> In the spirit, y'all get what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Because of this, many believe there is no need for God, nor heavenly intervention. The decrease of God and the increase of man will always bring destruction. Our entire society is decreasing God, increasing man. We know what's best for us. We don't need to listen to no God. We can't even see you. Where is he? We know what's best for us. We're running our own life. 
I'm here to tell you this morning that we need God more than ever. We need him today more than we needed him in the 19th century, the 20th century. We need him more in the 21st century than we ever needed him even in times past. There will be no divine commission until idols in our lives are removed. There will be no divine peace, I'm closing, as long as we rely on our flesh. There will be no lasting soul fulfillment until we acknowledge our need once again, totally and completely for Jesus Christ and him alone. Amen? Addition by subtraction. I'm going to stop right there. Let's get the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Worthy, worthy, worthy. Thank you so much for listening today. If this message encouraged you, imagine what it could do for someone else. Here at KL, we believe in reaching the one, and you can partner with us in that endeavor by sharing this podcast with someone else. If the Holy Spirit has convicted you or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, please email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more information, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Facebook at Kingdom Life Chesterfield VA and Instagram at Kingdom Life VA. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear more messages just like this. There's no life by Kingdom Life.